You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. This is the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. So let's talk some baseball today. The Royals have made a transaction bringing in Greg Holland, bringing him back from his really good season last year. Uh, The Cleveland baseball team is changing their nickname, and Salvador Perez has won the Comeback Player of the Year. We can start there with Perez. Uh, What he did this past season in that 60-game stretch, and remember, it got cut short for two reasons, the the COVID at the start of the season that he had, and then also uh, the the eye issues that he was having during the middle of the season. That's still kind of unclear of what kind of spurred that on for him, you know, the, the eye issues. But you know, credit to him for, for coming back from an injury two seasons ago this season and then suffering injuries even this year and still producing at a high enough level to win such an honor for him. And, and I mean, this was not just a token, well, you know, he played some games after being hurt. Let's give him the comeback player of the year. No, he had a very, very good season. If he did that over the course of a 162-game period, I believe that he would be in MVP conversations. At that position, to put up the amount of production that he did a year ago with this lineup and, and what he was able to do in Kansas City last year, if he's able to stay healthy and he's able to duplicate that for longer than 37 games, that puts him in that MVP conversation. He finished 17th uh, in 2020 uh, with the MVP voting. I really think that this season was one of his best. Of course, it's only 37-game sample size, so it's not going to get put up there with 2015. It's not going to get put up there with 2013. But still, I think that this season was one of his best in that small frame. He can only work with the amount of games that the that the MLB gives him, right? The, the MLB didn't give him more than 60 games, and of course, we mentioned the, the COVID and the eye issue. So, I mean, I think that he had a fantastic year. Can you expect that again from him in his age 31 season? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. I mean, a lot of that also has to do with playing the same division over and over again and learning those pitchers who you've been so familiar with playing in this division since 2011 and getting to play them nonstop. I mean, I'm sure that that helps you a little bit at the plate, but still, even in a normal year, you're playing a lot of your games against your division anyway. So I was impressed with Salvador Perez this year. I'm glad that he won the Comeback Player of the Year. I think that he is the no-brain choice for Comeback Player of the Year, and so credit to him for for. Coming through this year with the comeback story, of course, missing all of 2019 with that injury. Now let's dive into the Cleveland baseball team because they're going to change their name. But wait a second, we're not going to change it this year. Let's just let's just acknowledge that we should change the name. Let's acknowledge that our organization feels compelled and feels like it's the right thing to do to change the nickname. But let's keep it around for one more go. Let's just have one more go around uh, as our nickname. You can talk all you want to about the Washington football team. And believe me, there's a lot of reasons why that culture is terrible. That organization is terrible. That owner is terrible. There's a multitude of reasons why. 
and, and you can have fun with the nickname Washington football team, but it would have been insane for the Washington football team to announce they're going to change their name, but then give it one last go with what their nickname was before the Washington football team. And I don't see how the Cleveland baseball team is, is going to do that. But they've put it on official letterhead. that This has been official from the team. This is not reports. This is none of that. They're, they're going to stay as the tribe this year. I don't get why. Once you announce that you want to change your name, just change your name. I mean, the reason why the Washington football team does not have a nickname right now is because some guy in, in I believe, Atlanta or something, some guy in Atlanta bought up all of the copyrights for the names they wanted to use, whether that was Red Wolves or, uh, you know, the, the, the Red Pilots or Red Wings or something, whatever it was, uh, you know, in, in that kind of elk. Uh, and then they, they bought up uh, all these other names that, that Washington wanted to use. And so they had no other choice. Now, again, they did have a choice to just buy back the copyright for whatever ransom this guy wanted, which wouldn't have been too terribly hard for an NFL organization. But nonetheless, they decided to go the football team route until they can solve the copyright issues. For Cleveland, I I don't know a lot about copyrights in the sense of I don't know who still owns what or what the statute of limitations are on them. But I would imagine... Cleveland's going to pick a nickname like the Spiders, which was, of course, their old nickname, or Cleveland Rocks, you know, like the Rocks for rock and roll playing on that, but also having a funny little rock as their as their mascot, which is kind of more prone to minor league systems, having kind of weird logos, but still, uh, you know, Cleveland Rock, Cleveland Spiders, something like that. I would find it hard to believe that today someone owns the Cleveland Spiders trademark. That isn't affiliated with the Cleveland organization. So what is stopping you? Again, this is a professional baseball team. They're partnered with Nike. I'm pretty sure that they can do a whole rebrand from now until the start of spring training. It's not like you you thought of this in the middle of the season. In fact, you thought of it in the middle of last season. If you remember back in July is whenever they first had the talks of changing their name. So this has been on the table since July, and I'm, and I'm sure that this got agreed upon prior to yesterday whenever we found out it was official. You've had a lot of time here, almost a year, to rebrand. So to kind of feel as though they're giving it a, fe- a farewell tour is pretty weird to me. It just is. And to be honest with you, I, I don't understand the outrage of why people are so mad that they're changing their name. It's a team name. Go ahead and change it. If it doesn't sit well with a group of people, just change it. And you can talk about slippery slopes all you want to, but you can do that with literally everything in life. Everything in life will have a slippery slope. So does that mean that we just shouldn't improve anything or change anything or examine anything? Nobody's going to take this so far to where... You know, if your team is nicknamed the Falcons, that they're gonna they're they're gonna be offended on on behalf of the bird. No, that, that's not gonna happen here. This offended a group of people who are real living beings with real emotions and can comprehend the nickname. Unlike Falcons, they can't comprehend the nickname Falcons. They don't know that the Atlanta football team's named the Falcons. This is a real group of people, and so if they they want to change, then change it. Who cares? 
And this hysteria about the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, being that, you know, we're doing a podcast about Kansas City Royals, it's really a, a, a good bridge to talk about the Chiefs and talk about what this nickname change means for Kansas City as a whole. Um, you know, I, I think that the Chiefs are okay as long as they continue to limit, and, and you saw them do it already this year. You know, don't do the tomahawk chalk, please. Don't don't wear headdresses, please. And they, and they've really enforced that to where you don't see people in the crowds this year wearing headdresses or face paint or doing something demeaning towards a group of people. Now, I, I I'm I'm pretty sure that you cannot control the chop. You can stop playing the music, but it won't stop the fan base who's grown up, you know, doing that their whole life from doing it. But they've tried their best, the Chiefs have. I think that the Chiefs are going to be okay in all of this. And if you want the Chiefs to stay around, then just don't wear headdresses and face paint. And try to do your part in all of this. And if the Chiefs do change their name, so be it. It's still the Kansas City football team. That's what this is all about. Your fandom is not tied to the Chiefs' nickname. It's tied to the fact that there's a football team in Kansas City. Living in Oklahoma, the fact that I'm a Thunder fan, it's not because I just love and appreciate Thunder as an element and as a, a, a weather depiction. If they became the Oklahoma City Bison, guess what? I'd still be a fan because I am a fan of the fact that Oklahoma and Oklahoma City has a professional sports team, which is something I never thought was going to happen here. And to be quite frank with you, if I was an owner of a sports team, and I've talked about how greedy owners are this entire podcast because we started this podcast and it coincided with the owners just being greedy and, and, and almost ruining the season last year. But if I was an owner, there's a real element to just rebranding every two years. That way the diehard fans will buy new merchandise. All right. And honestly, a lot cooler name for Kansas city would be the wasp. Now, now I, I don't care about where wasp typically live, but just the fact of the Mahomes factor of, do we have time to run wasp? That'd be a really cool nickname and you can keep the color scheme you can have a really cool wasp looking logo that'd be pretty awesome and the backstory of it would be even more incredible but if you're upset that the cleveland baseball team changed their nickname you really need to i think reevaluate yourself and reevaluate why you care so much about a stupid nickname again if the chiefs changed their name i, I would still be a fan of the chiefs because Patrick Mahomes is still in that uniform. Andy Reid's still on that sideline. Clark Hunt's still the owner. That team is still in Kansas City, and that team is still playing on Arrowhead Drive, which I would imagine if they change the nickname, they're going to change that as well, you know, the, the phrasing of Arrowhead Stadium and Arrowhead Drive. But still, that's what I'm a fan of, not the nickname. It was odd to me to see how many Cleveland fans were just so irate with this. But I don't think that Kansas City is in any danger here. I don't think that the Chiefs are in danger. I think that the organization has done a lot of things right. But I'm just saying if they did have to change their name, I would not care a bit. But what I do care about is Built Bar, because Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you're going to get 20% off your next order. They have six brand new flavors, caramel brownie, cooks and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You're going to want to get your hands on Built Bars today, because they are soft and easy to chew with 100% chocolate on the outside. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious person to lose and maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet, so try them today. My personal favorite has to be the cookies and cream. It's just it's just amazing. 
It really is. So go to BuiltBar.com, again, promo code locked on, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on, 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com. Try them right now. They're great pre-workout. They're great post-workout. They're even great as a meal replacement if you want to go that route. Also great as an easy snack to just get up from your workstation, go to the kitchen, get yourself a Built Bar, and then get right back to work so you can keep the ball rolling and keep being productive. BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on, 20% off your next order. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. And I want to let you know something. NBA fans, I want you to listen up right here, right now, because Lockdown NBA, the Lockdown NBA podcast is getting you set for it's going to be a very fun NBA season. It's a special week of shows over on Lockdown NBA, wherever you get your podcast from. Go listen to them after this podcast is over. It's going to be previewing the entire regular season, team by team, division by division, letting you know the movers and shakers of this offseason. It was a whirlwind to keep up with the NBA offseason. So we're going to have you covered over on Locked in NBA. You can hear from yours truly. I cover the Thunder for Locked on Thunder, and so I preview the Thunder team on the Locked on NBA season preview. But also, you're going to hear from Locked on Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd. He hosts the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world, and so he'll get you set for your fantasy basketball league if you partake in that. You're also going to get rookies to watch from Chad Ford, the NBA draft expert. He, he has to say on Chad Ford's big board about all of the KU players that are going to enter the NBA draft, if they do enter the NBA draft. Check that out with Chad Ford. But he'll get you set for the rookies taking part in the NBA season this year as well. It's uh, a preview what they're going to look like in their new NBA settings. So go check them out and also be sure to tune into your favorite NBA teams podcast. We have a locked on podcast for every single time, every single team in the NBA. I know in Kansas City, a lot of you like the Thunder. I'm the host of Locked On Thunder. Um, maybe like the Denver Nuggets. I've heard that as well from Kansas Cityans. We have Locked On Nuggets, who has a, a fantastic group. Jazz, Locked On Jazz, with with the host David Locke, who's also the play by play voice of the Utah Jazz and the owner of this network. So he has a fantastic insight on the Utah Jazz. There is a team for you out there. There is a podcast out there for the team that you like to follow. And if, if you're someone who likes to follow you know, the KU players in the NBA or the Missouri players or K-State players in the NBA, you can go find their team's podcast as well. It's an every single day podcast about the NBA and about that specific team. So we've got Locked NBA, we've got Locked on certain teams. Go ahead and go check them out. Subscribe to Locked NBA. Locked NBA has that fantastic week of the Locked on NBA season previews this week. I want to talk about Greg Holland returning and what that means for Kansas City. I mentioned last week that you know, they can't be done, right? I mean, the, the moves cannot be done. You, you've kind of gone in with Mike Miner. You've gone in with Carlos Santana. You've gone in with Michael A. Taylor. You've got to continue to improve this team. You, you just cannot You just cannot be half in on this, right? And bringing back Greg Holland is a really good step in that direction. Uh, I, I still think that this team needs a few more moves. You need a few more bullpen arms, I believe. But they're getting closer. And, and we still have to see what the playoff format will be. I get all of that. And I don't want to be a blind homer. I'm trying not to put on my red and gold glasses. Not red and gold, but blue and gold. Same type of thing. I'm trying to put on my homer glasses here. But you're getting close. I mean, you think about that bullpen right now. You got Stomont, Zuber, Holland, Barlow. I really like that. I really like that top four. I do. And now it, it takes it takes a step up from Zuber who showed a lot of flashes and promise in that 60-game season. It takes consistency from Josh Stomont. It takes Scott Barlow duplicating his season, which I struggle to bank on for him. Uh, but he's proved me wrong every step of the way. Now, as you know, if you've listened to this show, like you're supposed to every single day, you know 
that I was low on Scott Barlow this entire season. I was waiting and waiting and waiting for the other shoe to drop for Scott Barlow. Never really did. I mean, he, he was he was a good player. He was a good player each and every game. In each spot he got put in, he, he lived up to the challenge. I want that to continue for him. I, I don't want to bank on that yet because I don't think he's earned that. But I would understand the optimism around Scott Barlow. So now you've got four guys. If you call up any of your young starting pitchers, you then kick Mike Miner into the bullpen or Danny Duffy into the bullpen. If you kick either one of those two guys in there, your bullpen your bullpen gets so much better. Either one of Miner and Duffy, I am out on them being a starter, as you know, but I am so in on them being a really good a really good bullpen arm, which I think that each of them can be and will be. So if, if you can get any of your young guys, Asa Lacey, Daniel Lynch, Jackson Coart, if you can get any of your young guys to Kansas City to go along with, with Singer, Keller, Bubich, if you can get any of your young guys and kick one of those two minor or Duffy in the bullpen, your bullpen now has five guys I'm really excited about. So five guys in the pen, a rotation I'm excited about, and a competitive lineup, you mix all of that together, you get a couple balls to bounce your way, and you're in an expanded postseason format if we do get there. So there's a lot of positivity right now around Kansas City, and there should be. I don't think that the moves are done, which is even more encouraging. But I think that the real tell in this season and how the season's going to go is in that first week. And I don't care what the wins or losses are that first week because I'm expecting this to be a 162-game season. So I think that the first week wins and losses, of course, matter. I think that every single game matters. I don't buy into this notion that it's only April because whenever you finish five games out or one game out or a half game out, you could have made up those games in April. I don't buy into that notion at all. But I will say that my expectation level can be set the first week of the season just based on the lineups, right? Because if you really want to win this this year and you want to go all in to make the playoffs, you need to limit the black holes in your lineup because you're you're banking on a Jorge Soler bounce back. You're banking on Perez in, in age 31 continuing the hot streak he was on last year. You're banking on all these other factors, Carlos Santana bounce back, that you need to limit the amount of times you look at your lineup and say, okay, that's an automatic out. And right now you do so with Michael Taylor, and right now, sadly, you do so with Nicky Lopez, who I'm very high on. So if this team wants to go all in, they've got to move Witt down, I think, and then start a outfield of Cordero, Olivieras, and Taylor. But will they do it? There's so much to dive into about this team and so much to branch off of about this team. And I'm excited to continue to do that every single day on Lockdown Royals. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Lockdown Royals.